Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, the NFL is back. Last night, the first preseason game. Tell you about that at the top of the hour in sports, as well as, I don't know if you saw, Aaron Rodgers has gone psychedelic. The quarterback for the Packers. At least he's off being a quiz master. He's <laughs> off game shows. Yeah, maybe that's a positive. I don't know. All I know is vacation starts in about four hours. For you guys. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> I am biding my time. Mm-hmm. Where do you see how the door smacks me on the ass on the way out? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be spectacular. Yeah. So there's that stuff, and there is more as well. It's 536. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Hart. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Heat advisory is still in effect from the National Weather Service. You know, we had some record-breaking temps yesterday. We're going to have 90s again for the next three or four days with the biggest chance of rain coming in tomorrow and Sunday. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Prosecutors have asked a federal court to seize more than $28,000 that R. Kelly has in his prison inmate account, noting that the singer has not paid $140,000 in court-ordered fines. Uh, In a letter yesterday, the government said it was informed by the Bureau of Prisons that the defendant has accumulated substantial funds in his inmate trust account, which can be used to buy food and items at the prison commissary. As of August 3rd, the amount was $28,328.24. The Bureau of Prisons has restrained the funds at the government's request, leaving just $500 in his account. Man, he was like the most popular person in the prison commissary, and now he's got nothing. You realize how many license plates you have to make to pay that kind of fine back? Yeah. That's a lot of them. That's how you work and you get money in your prison commissary account. That's right. Now he's going to have to really work. You think he's popular or unpopular in prison? I bet you it's a 50-50 thing. <laughs> I think you're there's right. There's probably like some guys going, yep. yeah, R. Kelly! Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones like, I'm going to beat your ass, boy. So... Yeah, he's uh, he's only got 500 bucks left. I don't know how he's going to survive. Hmm. He'll figure it out. Cigarettes. I don't think they can smoke it. Can you smoke in prison anymore? Isn't really? that just one of those movie things? Oh, yeah, where they trade him on poker games and yeah, stuff like I, that? Yeah, I don't think that uh, that oh, happens anymore. Man. That's a, that's a lost art. Tough life. Hey, uh, <laughs> The Joker 2 has a release date of 2024 with Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Yeah. He's coming back? He's coming back. And this time he's really crazy? Yes. Sweet. It's going to be a musical, I hear, too, with Lady Gaga in one of the roles as Harley Quinn. Like a like a song and dance number kind of thing? That's what I read. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a musical. She'll probably have some songs she'll sing. Maybe. Oh, what was that? Uh, she was in that movie with uh, The Star is Born. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, where she, she did all them uh, ditties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, a, she's quite the gal. Oh, she's hell yeah. quite she's, talented. She is talented. Remember the time she got thrown up on at the South by Southwest Festival? And I then do. Said, hey, this is art. <laughs> That's real entertainment. That's yeah. a, That says to me she's a real artist. Uh, Kylie Jenner got slammed for posting some amusing photos in an unsanitary makeup lab in Italy, but she said it wasn't an actual manufacturing facility and that she'd never bypass safety protocols. Ooh. 
not the first time a Kardashian has been in a dirty makeup uh, no. facility, don't you think? The chemist had something to shake. No, actually, she wasn't there. She was uh, uh, She was with Pete Davidson. Caitlyn? Uh, no, no, Caitlyn's not there either. Uh, Kanye? Nope, Kanye's uh, on his ranch out in Wyoming. R. Kelly? Nope, he's in prison. Nope, yep. Yeah, R. Yeah, Kelly. What are you do? The uh, Brad Pitt action movie Bullet Train hits theaters today. It's up against the Pete Davidson slasher Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in the Joe Coy comedy Easter Sunday. Wow, if I needed a reminder not to go to the movies this weekend, uh, That's this, it. this would be it. I think Bullet Train looks good. I, I, It looks funny to me. I've been seeing the trailers for that, so I might, uh, I might check that one out. Uh, Lady A has canceled their request line tour so Charles Carey- Kelly can embark on a journey to sobriety. The tour was scheduled to start on August 13th, but it's been postponed to next year. Thanks a lot, Charlie. We were supposed to go touring over the country, and now we got to pick up your little drinking problem here. Well, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, it's like a family member kind of yeah. going down. You want to be supportive. You want to show love, even though it's disrupted your entire year. Yeah. The whole year. Gone. That's it. It's uh, International Beer Day, according to people who voted on Ranker.com. Here's uh, here's the best country songs about beer. You ready? Mm. I'm ready. Papa Top by Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. I Love This Bar by Toby Keith. I only know that song because that's the only song that plays outside of the I Love This Bar Toby Keith out in <laughs> Foxborough. <laughs> and uh, and I think I'll just stay here and drink by Merle Haggard. Yeah. Oh, oh, one yeah, of the greats. One Old of the school. greats. Yeah. Uh, Marin Morris says that the only time she's been starstruck was having tea with Sir Elton John. Quote, I was like, this is insane. I'm sitting here having tea with a knight. You know, I'm sure that's actually a good company. Yeah. Probably have a uh, great conversation with Elton John. Well, I was telling you off the air that she does that cover song of uh, his uh, Mona Lisa's and Mad, Mad Hatters, Hatters. Mm-hmm. and uh, she does it. She does a fant- She does a song better than he does. Wow. Most people kind of do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Elton John is the voice of my generation. You're like uh, 15 years apart. It's a little bit more than that. No, but usually when somebody else does an Elton John song, they do it a little bit better than he does. I don't know about that, Steve. I think it's uh, in the eye of the beholder think, type I, of thing. I think Bernie Topin was the real genius behind all I that I agree stuff. with that. I mean, and and, El- Elton yeah. John was just a guy who had some had some pipes. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he came up with all the words, Bernie Topin, I mean, that's fantastic. And well, that, words mean nothing if you don't have the melodies to well, sing over. Yeah, you needed both, I think. Uh, and But to Steve's point, I think uh, George Michael did a better job with uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me than all right. Elton okay. did. You know, so there you go. Now you're talking crazy talk. Post Malone raised over $200,000 for charities by doing four live streams of himself playing Apex Legends. He raised money for the Human Rights Watch, Project Hope, United Way, and the Trevor Project. Hmm. This guy, this, uh, this Post Malone, he's, uh, he's really going places. <laughs> he seems like an up-and-up uh, type of fella. Four, f- four different charities. It's like, all right, you're doing one performance, but you're covering four different charities? Isn't that kind of cheating? No. Depends on how much he raises in this whole thing. Well, $200,000 among four charities, they get $50,000 each. That's $50,000 they didn't have the day before. But wouldn't it be good to have one charity that had $200,000? I think that would be a better plan. Well, let's say you're giving away to sick children. Why should they enjoy all that money? 
<laughs> but that's what I mean. Maybe there's a, you know, what if the Project Hope needs a, oh, we, you know, we're short. We're short another thousand dollars, but yeah. you only raised us fifty. Now we can't do. We now we can't save children anymore. Mm. <laughs> we were so close. We were one thousand dollars away from saving children, and you couldn't raise it. For you got to make choices. Yeah, but that's it's sure that's just, how charities operate. It's like the basketball hall of fame. You got to have choices. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock One Hundred Two. I am the freshest and best. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, there is nothing I like more than a set of rare and valuable sports collectibles. Are you kidding me? From my Rick Burleson oven mitts to my Rick Roby fruit juicer to my oil can Boyd bed sheets, I'm crazy about that stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff, too. But if there's one thing that I don't have, it would be the holy grail of all sports collectibles. And that would be a rare T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, the rarest and most valuable sports collectible that there is. Why do I not own a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card? Because there are allegedly only six of them, uh, 60 of them in the entire world, and I happen to be a few million dollars short. Yesterday, during a private sale, a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card was allegedly sold for $7.25 million. I don't even make that during an entire year, and I'm going to assume that neither do you. However, at least one guy out there does, and now he owns the T206, despite the fact that last year a different T206 was sold at auction for $6.6 million. That's a difference of $650,000. Now, I should point out that simultaneously, there is currently a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card out there that's currently being sold at auction, in which the top bid right now is at $7.08 million. And with three weeks left to go before the auction closes, it's expected to fetch a top bid of at least $10 million. Now, let's take a moment to consider this. If you were to buy a baseball card, a T206, for example, and you came home to show your wife what you just bought, and she asked you how much it cost, approximately how long do you think it would take for you to be allowed back in the house? You know, I've never been in that kind of position, but I would assume the locks would be changed long before you were able to blurt out, but honey, you don't understand. You see, the problem is you've just spent the fortune on a baseball card for a guy who's been dead for 67 years. It's also a guy who hasn't played baseball since 1917, 105 years ago. So my advice to you is this. You better strap on the protective headgear before you even think about bringing something like that into the house because it's just not going to go very well. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are times when you kind of sort of know what you need, but you don't exactly know what it's called, you need to see Lindsay at the Ludlow, Ludlow Rocky. She is a whiz with web searching, especially on the Ace, uh, Ace Hardware website. Good people, rock solid service, and always happy to help at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and the Rolling Stones are back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Mick Jagger's still getting women to flash him, as Steve was talking about yesterday on the show. I don't know how he does it. We just turned 79, right? Yeah. Still got it. He's still flashing those nips. But we don't get it. But he's, but he's Mick Jagger. Yeah. He will get that for the rest of his life. I if he guess. lives to be 100,000 years old, yeah. somebody's going to flash him mm. simply because he's Mick Jagger. I guess. 
It's true. Must be nice. Uh, Steve and I are going on vacation, not together. We tend to travel separately. <laughs> yeah, but, if uh, I can go in the opposite direction that you're going in, I'd be. And I don't. I, I can't say I blame you. And frankly, yeah. I don't think you want to go where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you this: this is the week. This is the one. That. This is the week. That septic tank finally gets uh, oh, resolved. Look at this you. is this is this is where uh, we suck out the uh, the waste. That's it. No nope. trailer. No better way to spend a vacation. No more pussyfooting around. This is the week we're actually going to do it. You in know the, how to party in the hottest heat wave uh, we've seen in a while. In yes. a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. You. I don't. Uh, I haven't seen the extended forecast for uh, for Vermont for next week. Yeah. But I want to assume it's just going to be every bit as hot yeah. next week as it has been this week. Well, I think we got 90s for the next four days in the, okay. in in New England in general. All right. Well, let me uh, let me look ahead here because uh, yeah, I think. You know, the best way to deal with something like this is to is to choose the most humid, oppressive day. Mm. I think. Okay. Uh, let me. You uh, like a challenge, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, why, mm-hmm. why, why try to do it on the cool day? Mm-hmm. Do it on a do it on a real good day. Let me see what yeah, you uh, want to test yourself. Yeah. I got it. It's kind of like uh, climbing a mountaintop. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, or uh, running a marathon or something like that. The uh, the ten day forecast in my uh, little sunny burg. What's in the exact Vermont, address of that place? And not telling you. Oh, look at this. Uh, Tuesday, and it's going to be rainy all week. Well, uh, well, at least you'll wash away the excess. Yes. Yeah. In, yeah. in case something goes wrong, Steve, like with the, you know an explosion of some sort, or maybe there's a uh, a malfunction with the uh, hose equipment Listen, or something like that. If there's an explosion, he's doing something completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, an explosion <laughs> should not happen. This this should be a very simple process. Should not happen. It's uh it's calling for uh, thunder four straight days of thunderstorms, two days of showers. And then uh, as we were heading back home, then it'll be mostly sunny. So All right. I'm going to have to do this in the rain, which is not what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Doing it in the rain. Sewage in the rain. Ooh, that's Walking a- hand in hand yeah. with a lot of what right. I love. I think, uh, that was Neil Sedaka who sang that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 It was a famous black and white movie, too, uh, wasn't it, with Gene Kelly and others? Uh, yes. I, Sewage yeah. in the rain. <laughs> it's, yeah, I believe it was also a scene in A Clockwork Orange, which sang the same, <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be it. This is the week. I've uh, I've seen all the videos online. Know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I got myself the uh, the big rubber gloves that go clean up to the elbow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Should be ready to rip. You got, you got the YouTube uh, tutorial that you've studied over and over again. Well, I've not only done the uh, the one video. I've now looked at almost 15 different videos, <laughs> and most of the people using the same system that I got. Yeah. They all say the same thing. It's easy. It's easy. Anyone can do it. You know, Ron Popeil once said, set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've burned many a roasts on that Ronco rotisserie. So I don't know uh, <laughs> what he's talking about. Well, yeah, believe it or not, Ron yeah. Popeil occasionally sold junk. Really? Yes. Come on. Uh, it, on occasion, he sold something that wasn't such a great idea. But in this situation, these are independent video filmmakers <laughs> who... Deal in raw sewage, and not one of them, other than like one guy, uh, who said that uh, there was there was a disaster. But everyone else is saying it's a, real simple, including a couple guys said this is my very first time doing it, and I'm going to put it on video, just like my intention mm-hmm. was to do. I, I and uh, and all of them, other than that one guy, said uh, no mess. No mess. No mess. Simple as like uh, turning a doorknob. It's the no smell, no tell uh, rhino tank. 
Telling you what, this yeah. thing is a is a beast. I haven't even pulled it out of the box yet. Maybe I'll do an unboxing video. Mm. You probably should to make sure you have all the parts that you need. Yeah. Because it probably comes with some gaskets and some hoses and things like that. All it? it comes is with a couple yeah, with hoses, a couple of caps for the for the big hose. A coupler. Does it have a coupler? Mm, it does have a coupler. A clear yeah. plastic one so you can see all oh. the all the waste and filth going into the tank. That's like uh you know, every once in a while you gotta like you gotta you're gonna have to clean that out then afterwards. Yes. Do you clean it out to make it run clear, or do you leave it with enough residue on it that the next time you use it, you can't really tell how mm. much stuff is in there? This thing is such a technological marvel that it actually has a uh, a system in place to uh, to clean it. So, like, you, you attach a hose to the top of it, and it's got a little thing on the inside which sprays the water all over the place on the inside. So it's not like you're just you know filling it up and yeah. and and uh, it, nothing's happening. This thing like. You know, distributes the water evenly, so it cleans that thing. You could almost eat out of that tank when you're when you're done. Mm, I said almost. I'm not almost. saying you would. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I would. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be sanitary completely, but it's, that's all taken care of. That's all figured into the uh, into the whole system. All right, wow. I uh, I, th- I have confidence in you. Uh, you know, I'm looking about Ron Popeil here because you brought his name up with uh, Ronco, which was uh, the company that he founded, and uh, the Dialomatic. The Vegematic. Yep. The Ronco Pocket Fisherman. The Giant Hydrator. And his, I've never heard of this one before, his Beef Jerky Machine. That was a, a dehydrator. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah you, could, you, could make, uh, you could make all kinds of uh, yeah. jerky. Beef yep. jerky, pork jerky, turkey jerky, yep. all kinds. The Electric Pasta Maker and also his Showtime Rotisserie and Barbecue. Now, is that's, that the one you... That's the one I yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I burnt a couple of things in it. Nice. Because uh, eventually the, the rotisserie uh, element stops working inside. Yeah, right. You know, one thing I didn't realize, I'm looking on his Wikipedia page here. He was mentioned in the music of the Beastie Boys, Alice Cooper. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic yeah, as well. Absolutely. How about mm-hmm. that? I would like to think there'd be a musical score set to me sucking the uh, sewage out of that tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what song you choose, but uh, mm. you know, I might like to make a... A little song and dance number out of it. Well, you could, you could kind of take uh, the police do 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 da da da. Well, take that one yeah, a little bit. Could, that's, could that's mess good. with that a little bit. I think. I was thinking of uh, "Shaving Cream" by Joe Joe Dulce. I thought that would have been a good one too. Yeah, because uh, you know it's not really about shaving cream. Mm. How about uh, "Piss Up a Rope" by Ween? You could use that one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little one. country ditty. Yeah, yeah there, there you there. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm, but yeah. uh, I think. I think I got it handled. I think I got it under control. I just, uh, I just got to make sure I can lift it onto a, onto, onto a trailer, and uh, that the dumping process can uh, is easy. If I were you, I would back that trailer up to the trailer as as far as I could, so you, you don't have to lift the tank afterwards. Yeah, right. You it, just fill it while it's on the trailer. You know what I've noticed about all these uh, about all these videos? Just kind of thought of this now. Mm-hmm. You asked about the uh, the the coupling. Yes. The, the, yeah. it, it's a clear plastic thing, so you can see what's you know going into the tank. Okay. In every case, every video online that I've seen of this process, the moment things start going into the tank, they either blur out that coupling. Or they move away from it so that you don't have to look at what's going in there. Mm-hmm. And to yep. me, that's kind of the, the the fun part of the whole thing, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I would think uh, that'd be the most satisfying. I want to see everything. Well, I want to watch it. 
Can't wait for the video. Yeah, I mean, because you know who who the hell knows what's mm-hmm. in there? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I I know what my part is. I'm pretty sure what the, what Jenny's part is. But you know, I don't know that something didn't get uh, trapped up there. Sure, yeah, some uh, visitors, some guests, some house guests. Any time that we're we, over, or we anything? did have no, but we had uh, a, a mouse or two. Okay, could very easily have fallen in there. Mm-hmm. Is this this the this thing that looks like uh, almost like a lawnmower? Uh, it's got two wheels on it. Two wheels. It's gray. Yeah, and it's got an orange handle. Yeah. On the front. That's what that is? That's what that is. Mm. And the waste goes into that thing, or does it expand? No, it goes in. Yeah. And then there's a valve on the bottom. Yeah. And you you take the uh, you take the hose that goes from the, the camper to the top of the thing, and then you take that hose to that valve on the bottom, then you release the valve, and everything goes shooting right out of there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, during the break, I'm going to watch this guy do this, and then I'm going to say yes or no that you you will or will not be able to do this. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm i almost yeah. an expert. Almost an expert. Yeah. Not gonna, an expert. It's going to take me like four or five times to feel totally confident. Oh, yeah, but, you know, we go. but that's the thing. It's like, uh, yes, of course, you, you uh, mess up uh, to learn from your mistakes for the next time. Yeah. But this is one of those things that there's really no room for mistakes. And you know what? The uh, on on top of that, it's also the kind of thing where you can't really repeat your mistakes. Yeah. Like you you never want to make the same mistake twice in something like right. this. Right. I mean, mistakes are going to be made. That has to be expected. But to do like uh, the mistakes repeatedly, that uh, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. That's I, disgusting. No wiggle room when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. No man, I'm looking at this thing and uh, it looks a little complicated. It's not complicated. It looks a little it's, it's, complicated. It's not. It's it, it. Believe me, when simplicity is what rules the day. Well, I'm. I don't know. I'll, I wish you luck. Thank you, Steve. Sir. Thank you. It's uh, 6:22 with back Stephen Dave and Rock. The easiest song to drum to. Tom Petty on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Now you're a drummer. I it, it just sounds like so repetitive to me. I don't know. You uh you know, uh Dave, sometimes you would think that the uh, that would be simple, mm. but sometimes the slowest mm. songs okay. are the hardest to keep time to. Okay. So uh, no, it is not the simple. There's no such thing as simplicity. Okay. It's just effectiveness. It just That's it. seems repetitive to well, me. I don't know. Yes, and we'll hear it again eight more times today. <laughs> now that's repetitive right there. How do you, uh, let's see. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Wow, that's a pretty basic intro right there, Steve. Well, we are a basic human beings, aren't we? Well, it's vacation time. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, we're um, like both checked out already. <laughs> hey, you want to hear what I learned today or not? What, what did you learn today? I learned that the testes of the right whale... That's a good name of a whale. Yeah. Are likely to be the largest of any animal, each weighing around 500 kilograms. Now, for you people who don't know how to convert that, that's 1,100 pounds. Mm. Can you imagine having a, I got 1,100 pounds right on my right side there, pal. Mm. God, that'd be like dragging around a love seat. You call me a right whale? Wait till you see my left whale, if you hey. know what I'm saying. Hey. Can you imagine that? Uh, 2,200 2, pounds of testicles. 2,200 pounds of testicles. Imagine going to a like a candy store and say yeah. I'll have a, an almond joy because sometimes I feel like a nut. And sometimes sometimes I, I, don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. kind of the way it is. It was grab some nuts day earlier this week. Remember we had yeah. that. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to grab these things. <laughs> I don't think you could. This is like uh, not without a hand truck. Yeah, 
It's kind of like one of those, remember those little things you used to go around the playground with with the handle and you'd bounce on it? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that thing called? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ball. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They seemed a lot hi- bigger I- when we were kids, but they're not hop. as big It's as a hippity hop. Hippity hop. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I could use the, the right whale testicle. <laughs> You're welcome. And that is Today I Learned. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Well, we're in the middle of the heat wave. But they're already talking about the winter forecast. We'll tell you the details coming up next in the news on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It'll be 634. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Heat and humidity continuing for the next few days, probably about four of them to be exact. And uh, the chance of rain today through Sunday, 30 to 40 percent. In Springfield, the record high for August 4th yesterday was 95 degrees, set in 1944. A few communities in and around Western Mass did exceed that yesterday. I saw 100 on my car thermometer at one point driving around yesterday. Well, then that's official. Yeah. We can call when, that official, right? When you see it on yeah. your car thing, yeah. and then it definitely got up to 100 degrees. Well, that's why I'm asking you guys. Did you have any readings at all that you gauged, or were you just, like, checked out yesterday, didn't even pay attention to the thermometers? I, uh, I, I, you know, I check it, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, as I was driving around yesterday, I, it was just only in the, in the 90s. But, you mm-hmm. know, when you get in your car, and, and you, you know, for the first time, yep. the temperature is always hotter, because, I mean, it's taking into account the... The oven your car has be uh, has has become in the sure. sun. Mm-hmm. It's like 150 degrees inside of there. You're damn right about it. Yeah. Well, bottom line, still going to be hot. Two people died in the Boston area earlier this week in separate incidents near the center of Carson Beach in South Boston. They're not suspecting foul play of any kind, and they think it may be related to the heat. So be careful out there. The Farmer's Almanac already has its eyes on the coming winter forecast. Yesterday, the Almanac releasing the forecast and projecting those of us in the Northeast could be sent, quote, hibernating by frigid temperatures. Mm. Hard to believe. Frigid temperatures coming up in the winter. Not really. It's winter. I know. That's what I'm, <laughs> a little, little with sarcasm well, there, Steve. <laughs> well, I can't tell sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I don't get, So were they right about the summer? I don't know. Well, then, see, that, see, I, yeah, I don't know. They, they come out with this information, and I'm like, okay, but were you right about this? They're claiming they were correct about last year's winter storms. Now, they're just claiming that. They nailed a couple of them. They said that an early season storm would occur in October. It did. But it's not like they got the whole thing right or wrong. Well, I, I think it's safe to assume that sometime between December and February, it may get cold outside. Mm-hmm. Kind of like saying... There's a very good possibility that if you step outside today, there may be air outside. The Farmer's Almanac, which made that prediction, is also a competitor with the Old Farmer's Almanac. And they'll release their winter forecast on August 30th. Then AccuWeather will send out its predictions in September. Then the Weather Channel. And then the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in November. So it seems like the more credible the agency, the longer they wait to make their official prediction. But how much credibility do you really give any of these almanacs? Some people swear by them. I, mean, I, even, don't, I don't. Even I don't know. farmers. I mean, yeah. the old farmers almanac. Yeah. Even old farmers have kind of given up on the almanac and right? said, you know, there may be other ways of predicting <laughs> that it's going to be cold you think in, Br- July, in January. You think Brian Lapis looks at the farmer's almanac? 
No, I think uh, Brian looks within himself for the answers. Because there's been times where he's been like, it's going to be like 12 inches of snow, and then we get nothing. Like nothing. Mm. Uh, this is you, you cannot predict the weather. Brian you cannot. Lap- Brian Lapis is the kind of guy that uh, maybe over projects measurements anyway. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Size yeah. of his calves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, you can probably. Oh, okay. Well, with the way this is looking and this is looking, this might be like that. But nothing is like it's gonna be sunny tomorrow. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. You don't know that until the day actually comes. I've been saying forever, meteorology is an inexact science. And I have not seen anyone who has been nearly 100% perfect other than Kelly Reardon. And she's gone and married. She wasn't even perfect. She was just so good looking that we we glossed over the fact that she was wrong half the time. Steve, I wasn't talking about the weather. Yeah, I see. Maybe the... Hot weather had something to do with a rollover crash on Sumner Ave in Springfield overnight. Happened around 1230. Great photograph of the aftermath at Western Mass News on their website where the car, it looks like stuck a perfect landing right in the middle of the grass median on top of its roof. Now, no word yet on the seriousness of injuries, but this rollover crash occurring right in front of the Cricket Store and the Rose Nail Salon. And yeah. it's a great photograph. There were two cars involved <laughs> in this rollover. I don't I don't think if it's you in the car that you're thinking, ooh, man, that's suitable for framing. I think you're thinking, ow, <laughs> that really hurts. Yeah. And my car's all messed up. Right. Or, you know, you're in a hospital trying to recover from your injuries. They I, are there I now. don't think anyone is saying, ooh, what... Uh, what a great composition and ooh, good lighting. Ooh, that'll be that'll be a good one to replace my Garfield hanging from the clothesline one that says hang in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, put it in the family slideshow. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell what type of car that is. Can you are you guys good with cars? The Nissan Murano. Wow. You are good with cars. I had one. I, so that seriously is one of those, yeah. huh? Wow. Did you uh, roll that one over too? No, no. Actually, uh, that vehicle fell apart before I even had a chance to crash it and destroy it. Well, if you want to go take a look at that photograph, and by the way, or fingers crossed for the people involved in the crash, there were two cars involved and the people are at the hospital now. Again, no word on the seriousness of those injuries. In other auto news... An auto shop in Chicopee is on high alert, and they told Western Mass News they've been discovering a lot of watered-down gas in some vehicles being brought in for service. Kevin Wright, the owner of the KLM Auto Repair in Chicopee, says his shop has seen an increase in vehicles coming in with water in the gas line. It's hard to diagnose, and it causes a lot of havoc. Uh, are they suspecting that um, there's there's stations that are serving up this gasoline? Not on purpose, Steve. They think that some of this is happening by mistake, although they're not ruling out some, quote, foul play in this regard. They don't know. It's hard to diagnose. Well, if you got a leak somewhere in mm-hmm. somebody's tank. But I'm, uh, I, I heard something last week, and I couldn't believe that somebody was actually pushing this theory. You fill up your tank... Like almost all the way, mm-hmm. and then that last part, you just put water in there because that water is going to vaporize anyway. Huh. But it uh, something somehow stretches your gas longer because of the pressurization or something. I didn't believe it for a second. Hmm. I was just like, "Sounds fishy." Why is 
why is somebody telling somebody to put water into their gas tank? That's like one of the biggest things that you have been told your entire right. adult driving life is yeah. never to put water in there or anything else other than whatever gas it takes. Maybe it's like one of these things where, hey, let's see if we can get this guy all messed up. And they tell him this, and the guy's, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. And he does it, not realizing that he's just been punked by some idiot who's trying oh. to get him in trouble. Oh, like uh, the thing when we were teenagers, they're like, hey, you know, stop signs with the white outlines you don't have to stop for. Those are just yield signs. Yeah, right. Exactly. I actually have never heard that one before. Mm. Look out for water in the gas tank and also pay attention to the monkeypox, according to the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. An additional 43 cases of monkeypox in adult men this week statewide. That now brings the total number of cases to 157 in the Bay State. I don't want monkeypox. Well, avoid kissing other people and uh, unprotected sex Uh with certain individuals. Right. You should be all right. But if you see some of those pustules showing up, you might want to get checked out. I think if you're walking around the street and you've got some sort of a pustule or shanker on your uh, on your face, <laughs> a very good chance I'm not going to kiss you on the mouth. All right. I may blow you a kiss from a distance. Okay. But it's a long distance. Well, I know you you're, you were dishing out hugs yesterday at a little meeting we had going on, which we can't talk about or divulge, but you were giving out hugs pretty, you well, know. It was seeing old friends. Okay. That's it. I mean, right. people I've known for years. All right. Just saying. It wasn't hugging everybody. Mm-hmm. 643 with back Steve and Dave coming up next in the, what's the name of the segment? The Mass Hat? The Mass Hat, <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember that the person is most likely not from Massachusetts? <laughs> well, hold, don't hold your breath. Oh, I, oh, 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 oh he's going to blow us away today. There you go, foreshadowing. <laughs> Stay tuned to Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 652. And Guns N' Roses with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rain and thunderstorms today with a high of 92. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 90. It is 72 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, with us on vacation, you might uh, you might feel an emptiness, a hole in your life and say, my God, I wish I wish there were a way to listen to the back Steve and Dave show while Vax uh, and Steve are on vacation. There is. You can go on uh, rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's posted uh, every weekday where school is in session. And uh, also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, Baxi's musical podcast, my guest this week has been Fritz Fox from the band The Mutants. They got a brand new album out called Curse of the Easily Amused. And on Monday, a real good one, uh, legendary punk guitarist Cheetah Chrome from the band The Dead Boys. Really wild interview, and you'll be able to hear that on Monday on rock102.com. There's also another way to enjoy the Back Steve and Dave show while you two guys are on vacation. And that's the best of next week. I'll be hosting that with expertly edited clips from some of the best segments that we've had, which is very few. Who'd you get to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still looking for somebody. Volunteers. Give me a call now. Hey, it's 6.53 with back Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. The state of Massachusetts, the Boston Red Sox, and a hotel in Boston front and center because Fodor's Travel has organized a list of the best excursions in the world that are, quote, family-friendly. And one of them 
is your chance to take the family out to a Red Sox game by using the Hotel Commonwealth's Family of Fans Red Sox game package. Now, the Hotel Commonwealth, right in downtown Boston, just a stone's throw from Fenway Park, is listed as the, quote, official hotel of the Boston Red Sox. Okay. That Family of Fans Red Sox package that you get with your hotel stay includes four tickets to a Sox game with a view from the exclusive pavilion section of Fenway. It also includes a $500 gift card to the Red Sox team store, a welcome message to your group that will appear on the scoreboard during the game, and visits right there at your seat from mascots of the Red Sox. Now, the problem is, if you click on this link for the Family of Fans Red Sox game package, it brings you to the Red Sox official site, and it says, Ooh, sorry, this package is no longer available. Thanks for your interest. Well, that's kind of a bummer. Right? Yeah. So I don't know whether the Red Sox are to blame here, the Hotel Commonwealth, or Fodor's travel for promoting this thing. I mean, there's a huge description on the Hotel Commonwealth website about how cool the room is. And they've got different ones. They've got the Fenway Park suite. they got the baseball suite surrounded by memorabilia like the number six from the Green Monster scoreboard that was originally given to Johnny Pesky when his number was retired back in 2008. Signed baseballs and vintage cards from Ted Williams and Dom DiMaggio and others. How much are they taking uh, people for this thing? Again, can't find the information. I'm on the Hotel Commonwealth. I think maybe we need to call later on and find out. I'm not not calling, but uh, especially since it's not available. But I have to believe this is like thousands of dollars for all of this stuff right i would think right because it cost you thousands of dollars to go to a game and get nothing out of it yeah and especially since you can't get the quote family of fans red Sox game package for four tickets anymore i don't know what you get in exchange for that uh you know they should really have a low low price for this now so then when the team does eventually uh you know i mean it's like they're gonna be a winning team again not I, this year. Well, but that's what I mean. So you set it, you set it so low, that way uh, you're not. I'm not going to pay ten thousand dollars for a thing, you know, just to look mm-hmm. at Fenway for a losing baseball team. Yeah, currently last right. place in the American yeah. League you, East, by the way. You wait until you know they're uh, maybe they make the playoffs again, or maybe they even go to the World Series again. You know, you 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 have that, and then, oh, now I pay ten thousand dollars for something like that. But even if they were, uh, even if they were in first place and the best team in baseball, I'm not sure I'd spend that kind of money on that at all. Because uh, I don't know if, uh, if uh, I've ever uh, informed you uh, guys, but uh, I'm not rich. You so, know, no. I mean, I, to look at me and say, "Ooh, that guy is probably doing pretty good." Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not busting the bank at this point. So I would probably pass even if the Red Sox were outstanding which they're not well at all oh they're outstanding they're just not moving around yeah they're outstanding in last place right uh kind of irresponsible of Fodor's travel to be promoting this and we don't know what the full cost is for that package to stay at the official hotel of the Boston Red Sox in downtown Boston it's 657 with back Steve and Dave we've got more sports coming up next with the 102 second sports and in it some great news for you sports apparel fans who might be looking for the latest in kicks. Stay tuned. We'll have those details straight ahead. Rock 102 in the terms and conditions apply. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Grills, 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 Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let's take a moment and consider the following hypothetical situation. Let's say for a moment that you were a disgusting, low-life sexual predator. And let's say, for the sake of argument, that you were accused of repeatedly being sexually inappropriate against 24 different women whose recollections bear a remarkable level of similarity. What would be the likelihood that your employer would only suspend you for just six weeks? I'd say pretty slim. And while I'm no expert in employment law, I would think that your boss would have the right to terminate you for being a despicable dirtbag. So when Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns was given a six-game suspension after being accused of sexually harassing and or assaulting more than 24 licensed massage therapists, uh, less than he would have received for a failed urine test, then there were a host of people who would believe that he may have gotten off too easily. And in the NFL, who hired the judge to rule in this case, uh, they agreed. And so they have decided to appeal that decision to seek a harsher punishment against the guy. Yesterday, Roger Goodell, who could have appealed the decision by himself, appointed former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey to hear the appeal instead. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns announced that while Deshaun Watson will miss the first six games of the regular season, he will get a chance to play during the Browns' preseason schedule. Here's my question. Why? What the hell are you getting him ready for? Do you think letting him play preseason games somehow justifies the fully guaranteed $230 million contract you gave him for the next five years? How do you explain that to your fans? Why a guy who should be a registered sex offender is even still on the team? You know, as a father of three daughters, I find the whole thing to be completely out of touch with reality and thoroughly disgusting, especially since nobody appears to be willing to take the responsibility necessary to punish this guy appropriately. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bits and blades. Big sale going on at Rocky's. DeWalt and Irwin. Drill bits, paddle blades, impact-ready screwdrivers, and more. About time to replace those dull bits and blades. Don't miss the August bits and blades sale going on at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 103.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 And ZZ Top with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Low 90s today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday with a 30 to 40% chance of rain pretty much throughout that span of time. So, uh, last couple of weeks, I haven't really been feeling all that well. Like, I feel like I uh, like I had the flu. Really? Yeah. It's uh, not not a very good feeling. What do you got? Like, uh, you got the COVIDs? Get the monkey pox? Well, you know, I thought I had COVID. Uh, that was, like, the first uh, suspected thing. Uh, because my daughter had a little bit of a, a cold cough kind of thing going on, which has now since subsided, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, all right, maybe we have like the same thing, but that, like, I still felt crappy like a week before she did. And I'm like, well, maybe I gave something, you know, I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by last weekend, I was like, I really feel like a pile of dog crap. So I, I went to, uh, an urgent care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which by the way, I didn't know, like it's a Bay State urgent care, but it is not owned by Bay State. It's owned by Athena Health. It's okay. very deceiving how these places, you know, make you think that you're dealing with, you know, because then when I try to go get records, it's not in my my base state thing. It's in this other thing that you got to log into. But but don't they alert like your primary and, and it all goes to the same portal at some point? Yes, but it seemingly takes a little bit longer with the urgent care uh, yeah. to get the information over to the doctor. You know, Either before way. you continue, quick just yeah. on this, my buddy in Boston uh, has his portal. Everyone has a portal now, right? Yeah, I guess so. And the doctor is writing things in there that aren't available to him. In other words, the doctor may be making comments about my buddy, and he can't access those comments. Well, it says here, you're difficult. difficult. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, well, there is a couple of things on there that says hide. The, you know, like they like it's almost like let them tell you what it is. Yeah, well, there shouldn't be anything in your patient portal that you don't have access to, in my opinion. Well, anyway, sorry. whatever. Any, either way. Uh, so I, uh, I, I get a bunch of blood work done uh, on Saturday, and then uh, all of it starts coming back. And uh, you know, they tested for everything. Like, well, not maybe not everything, but they tested for like the, you know the major kind of things that you would you would have. They but they get but a full blood count. Are you pregnant? Uh, no. I wish I was though. Look, I just saw the registry uh, for a friend of mine at Target. It really it's, makes you think, yes. doesn't it? Hey, all right. Um, but so I didn't know. Like I'm like I, I don't know what's going on. But but it's I have this like PTSD thing because when blood work comes back and it's showing like my liver enzymes are off and my white blood cell counts are high, mm-hmm. you kind of take your mind tends to take you to a place, especially when you've dealt with somebody who was diagnosed with. A, a stage four cancer uh, just by a fact that they were being treated for something else yeah. and, and I, it was I, discovered. I, I, I so, can't imagine why that would unearth any, yeah. any, uh, any <laughs> but I, horrible memories. But I try, not to, I try not to freak out about stuff, but it gets in your head. You're like, oh, my God, what do I got? Do I have, uh, do I have AIDS? Do I have syphilis? <laughs> do you go to WebMD yeah. and check out the symptoms well, of what it could so, be? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's yeah. The, that. This is the problem yeah. with Googling yeah. things: right. is there are so many different diseases mm-hmm. out there that have the exact same sure. symptoms mm-hmm. that it's hard to distinct from one from another. So right. you can't rely on Google. And if you're a worst case scenario know, kind of person. Yeah, your, your mind goes yeah. to that, especially if you've had bad experiences. In the past. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, what do you got? Like uh, parvo, uh, uh, syphilis. 
No, get Rickets. this. So yesterday, uh, <laughs> yesterday I won't say where we were, but we were at a meeting, and it was outside, you know. And all of a sudden, like I've I've been feeling so tired and like fatigued, and there was something about that sun outside yesterday, and I'm like. I got to throw in the towel. Like, I need to get out of here and get water, like, immediately. Sure. And I need to to, to get some cover. So I left uh, our little meeting. And, it, and it, you know, the funny thing is, you says said to me this morning, uh, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I just want to make sure you're okay. Really? Because all the text messages I got from the entire group of people that I just walked away from uh, yesterday uh, was were checking on me. <laughs> No one sent me one. Well, I knew you'd come in here to oh, you come in the next day it. to make sure. I don't want to bother you. Uh, so yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, I get a call from. Now here's the thing: I went and saw my doctor on Wednesday, and then she orders like every blood test under the sun. Right. Like I'm gonna find out. I don't have hepatitis. I don't have. You know, I'm finding all these results are coming in, and I'm like, that's even scarier when you you start eliminating the things that are like, uh-oh, uh-oh, mm-hmm. if that's negative, then yeah. what is it? It's like, it's like when you, you don't know, that's when you feel the most yeah. tense because like, well, it's something. It's got to be something. Yeah, you need you, Dr. House yeah. to come in and figure this out then. Well, uh, this young, uh, uh, what do you call him, Twilled? What, do you, what did you call him? What? Uh, nothing, forget it. This young man called me yesterday. Okay. And uh, from the urgent care place because they had finally done the test. That was the other thing. My doctor said, well, it looks like they ordered a mono test, but they didn't, uh, you know, they it didn't pull through. Well, they must have pulled it through because I got tested again for it, but the first one came back. I have mono. Mono? Mono. What, huh. are, you, what are you, like 13 years no old? No kidding, right? And then he goes, we don't really see a lot of 43-year-olds with mono. <laughs> are you like making out with people that we don't know about? Yeah, I'm making out with all kinds of people. Really? This is uh, one step below monkeypox. Mm. Now, uh, are you contagious? Yes, I'm contagious if you want to drink from the same drink that I'm drinking from. or uh, Maybe I Maybe do. use my toothbrush or... Maybe make out up at Swallow Hollow. Right. Uh, but I'm not contagious. I'm not going to give it to you unless we get very, very close. And we're not. We're not going to get very Not this close. week. Not so close to vacation. But I'm just like, uh, and even my doctor was like, hey, uh, I just want to say, I'm glad it's mono. Yeah. And she didn't mean it in like, I'm glad you're sick. <laughs> It, because she didn't know either, so she was like, "I'm glad you don't have something more severe. Could be worse." Yes. Yeah, but I mean, you could. I mean, some people have mono for months. Well, that's the thing. Like, I could. This it's already been uh, like two weeks, and uh, it's 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 letting up a little bit. Some of yeah. the some of the symptoms, but it's like a different symptom all the time. Well, riddle me this. Yeah. Because I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the uh, the Googles. Yeah. And they say. That uh, you know, mono obviously is contagious, mm-hmm. uh, but it is commonly passed from person to person through saliva. Yes, the spread of other bodily fluids, such as semen or blood during sexual intercourse. Oh, no, that could be blood transfusions or organ transplants. Have any of your organs been placed in places they shouldn't be? Uh, ne- but not transplanted. Just, just borrowed. borrowed. Yeah, yeah, borrowed. <laughs> Can you, like, a, uh, like a rent-to-own yeah. option. Can you just warm this in a box for me? <laughs> I'll be... 
<laughs> I'll be needing that back when I arrive. Now, uh, so what do you, what do they do for this? Nothing. There's nothing you can do for it. Nope. There's no medicines for it. They it's don't a have vi- a pill for this? It is a viral infection. You could probably inject yourself with some bleach. Maybe that might help. But uh, mm. for the most part, there's nothing you can do about it other than get rest and uh, drink a lot of fluids. Well, this will make you feel better, Steve. Other celebrities who've had mono and have talked about it, mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne, yeah. Matchbox 20 singer Rob Thomas, yeah, I'm not, and Justin Bieber. I'm not quite sure this li- rises <laughs> to the level of, follow me on my mono <laughs> journey. <laughs> oh, day 16, we're watching Hulu again. Uh, <laughs> tennis player Andy Roddick once had mono. So look, even like, top listen, athletes have had it, Steve. Listen, every, you know, a lot of people have had mm-hmm. mono, but it's weird that, like you said, a forty-three-year-old man gets mono. Yeah. Now it, it, it is a form of like uh, the Epstein Barr virus, yes. which yes. adults do get. Right. But it, but you you never hear of someone as old as you getting getting mono. That's really weird. Sort of a badge of honor in a way. No, it's not he's really. A, he's a, a, badge he's of a honor. medical oddity. Is <laughs> what he's become. Right but that's here, the right? thing. It's like I I you know this is the kind of thing I get. Which I'm okay, like, I'm okay that it's not something like, you know, deadly or, uh, well, it could be deadly if I push the limit, but I do not push any limits. Well, you push some limits. Well, depending on what setting it is. Uh, But yeah, I I don't, uh, it's not like a a deadly disease. Right. It's just like an annoying sickness that you got to walk around with and- uh, you know, you got to be careful, like you don't leave. You know that that's that was the one thing, like that I'm I'm thinking about because now, yes, I know the kissing disease, yada yada yada, but uh, it can happen through other things like sharing drinks or water bottles and stuff. Right. Well, how many times, uh, you know, I probably walk around my house and pick up a water bottle that my kid had and take a swill out of it because, uh, yeah, it's your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you don't. Uh, you can't possibly catch anything from your kids. No, but that's the thing. If they're carrying something, they might not ever get sick. It, that's just the way diseases work. Now, uh, are you experiencing intense body aches? Yes. Uh, persistent high fever? See, that's the thing. I have sweats, but I don't have like an actual fever. Yeah, sweats is uh, night sweats and day sweats. Oh, they're worse. What about uh, you? Got any uh, anything swollen on you? Yes, my uh, my throat. You feeling like uh, that's swollen on the one side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, extreme muscle weakness? Mm, not quite extreme muscle weakness, but I can't really do a whole lot. Have like muscles. I have, I have to, I had to cut out that whole. Uh, Weight training thing. Now, here's the one. Yeah. Here's the one that uh, it's really going to get you. Difficulty breathing or swallowing. No. I know how much you like swallowing. Yeah, I see what you're getting Mm -hmm. at. That's how I got mono to begin with. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it it makes your appetite. Like, I. This is a great weight loss program. I have to say, yeah. you may be sick, but you look fantastic. But yeah, but but I was already losing weight before this uh, came along. This is just like an enhancement. Yeah, this was, is like Richard Simmons came in and gave you a whole handful of Dexatrims. In the uh, the office pool we had about what was ailing you, I said uh, I said uh, tapeworm. Uh, yeah, Dave here had full blown AIDS, but uh, but uh, so neither one of us wins. So I guess. Yeah. I guess it's going to be uh, Dan Williams who said mono, so I guess yeah. he gets the, the 25 bucks. You know, it is a little nerve-wracking when you're waiting on, like, uh, like an STD test, and you're like, <laughs> and then you're thinking, well, if it does come back positive, which one of them was it? Yeah. <laughs> you mean which disease was it, or which No, which person? one gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
It's 723 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your... Much for the next three, four days with the 30 to 40% chance of rain. Uh, clear out your busy schedule because Saturday, August 27th is the Rock 102 Wing Thing brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Come spend the afternoon uh, with us uh, eating wings at the Barney Estate in Forest Park. Plus hors d'oeuvres and adult beverage for, uh, beverages for sale, ice cream, uh, yard games, and live music from the James Paul Band. Tickets are limited and they're on sale right now at rock102.com. It's the Wing Thing, uh, also brought to you by the Log... Uh, log rolling catering nor'easter organic life hydroponics it's saturday august 27th at the barney estate and forest park from rock 102 springfield's classic rock An interesting study here you know it's hot and humans have a hard time during the heat and so do dogs especially if you're driving around with them maybe you don't have ac in your car there's a study from the university of west london about the most calming songs you can play while driving with your dog and the ones you shouldn't be playing while driving around with your dog. Which ones do you want first? Most calming songs? Yeah, the most calming songs. How deep is your love from oh, the Bee Gees? That's, that's oh, a beautiful that's a toe one. Toe That is good. Uh, everything I do, I'll do for you. Okay, that would make my dog jump out the window <laughs> at 90 miles an Make hour the driver of the car jump out, too. That's right. I want to know what love is from Foreigner. Oh, God, <sighs> the song that ruined the band. Desperado by the Eagles. Yeah, that's my oh, song. Oh, the song that ruined the band. <laughs> And No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. Oh, the song that ruined the band. <laughs> now, here are the songs you should definitely not play to calm your dog down while you're driving around. Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Back in Black by ACDC. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Chop Suey by System of a Down and Duality by Slipknot. Those are some of them. And Predictive. Text. Well, you, look, you looked at the same list I did. I Congratulations. Did. <laughs> Van Halen's on there. Deep Purple's on there. Uh, I don't know. My my dog doesn't really have. A, I don't. He doesn't usually ask. To, uh, can I play Spotify? Yeah, can I play my playlist? Yeah. Usually it's my kids. You know what? Uh, yesterday I took my daughter out, and her friend, and they were like listening to uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Oh my god! This uh, this broad is angry. Yeah. Like an angry, angry girlfriend, ex girlfriend. Kind of like, a- like that, don't you? I kind of like that. Yeah. 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 Uh. No, she's uh, she's pissed. She's very pissed, and she uh, she makes it clear in her songs that she's very pissed off. She's like the angry, angry Taylor Swift. Mm. We're going to be in a car for a couple hours today. We got uh, something to do later this afternoon, and uh, and and I, I I just don't feel as if it's uh, appropriate for, for me to subject my wife to my playlists on my phone. I just you know that's 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 I, for me, and I know it ain't for everybody, and that's why uh, I kind of leave that to, to my solo driving. Hey, honey, check out this uh, newest old album from the Smiths. Right, say, that would that wouldn't yeah. even be one of my top one hundred. But yeah, you know, I I see where you're going. I I wouldn't just do that to somebody without you know testing the water first. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not everyone can handle it. Uh, one last thing on dogs and music, by the way. Uh, funny video if you want to go check it out. It's a golden retriever being terrified watching the TV while the music from Darth Vader comes on. I once fed Wally an edible, and I came home like three hours later, and he was watching The Wizard of Oz with the volume down and Dark Side of the Moon on full blast. That's crazy stuff. He was like, wow, this match is up. I didn't believe them. It's 729. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for you. In your vehicle, home, or business. 
Call 413-PROTINT in Springfield today. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Still got some oppressive summer heat in our area with temps in the low 90s for the next few days. So be inside if you possibly can. Use that AC. Meantime, it's going to take some time for the sports gambling bill to become a reality. And by the way, the governor is still yet to sign that thing. We spoke with Senator John Velas earlier in the week about the whole thing, and he's planning to have that commission to study how local bars and restaurants can also be able to take part in this whole thing. But the message from the Massachusetts Gaming Commission yesterday on when this is going to come to fruition and when you can actually place bets, they differ from expert to expert. A handful of lawmakers expressing hopes for a launch date sometime this fall in time for the regular season in the NFL and college football. But some experts are arguing that it's better to wait and to take more time to create a well-oiled industry while also relying on known gambling entities to smooth out some of the rough edges of this bill. At issue, cybersecurity, money laundering, and protecting the players who might be involved in the wagers. So I understand uh, the desire to start this before football season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the state of Massachusetts has a long history of dragging their heels when it comes to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But I really don't understand why this would take that long when the casinos involved have an infrastructure. FanDuel, DraftKings have an infrastructure. If they weren't ready to do this, then they shouldn't have voted on it. Because, well, you know, you know, to me, you've had all this time to figure out the nuts and bolts of this mm-hmm. thing, including whether bars and restaurants could share in that kind of revenue. And for whatever reason, you know, it's going to be an additional three-month delay. I just don't really... I really don't understand that. And I and, and we talked to Vilas yesterday. He wants to put together a, a commission to to study this more. Mm-hmm. Where was that commission a year ago? You, it, it's not like you didn't know this situation wasn't going to come up. It's not like all of a sudden restaurants and bars are coming out of the woodwork to tell you they got concerns. Mm-hmm. This this has been out there for a while. I just I don't I, I just no disrespect to John Vilas because I'm glad because he's done a lot of good things here and and you know I don't totally disagree with a lot of what he's doing, but it's, I just don't understand why this wasn't a part of this from the very beginning. And Charlie Baker's still got to sign the bill, too. And Charlie Baker is going to sign the bill. I mean, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not looking to veto anything, no. and he's been, he's been in support of it, you know, but he's, he's got 10 days from the day that they, they voted on it. I just don't get it. I don't know. In Westfield, residents are meeting to discuss the idea of plans to bring next-generation fighter jets to Barnes Air National Guard Base and the 104th Fighter Wing. State and local officials are pushing hard for the F-35As because getting the latest aircraft to Westfield would ensure the base's future and mean more employment opportunities at Barnes. Now, it's competitive, the market, to bring these new fighter jets because there's competition from air bases in Fresno, California, and New Orleans, and other places across the United States. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> why not? Let us be the, uh, the hub of F-35As. Makes the F-35B look like a Cessna. Yeah, and there's other types of fighter jets that would be coming here as well. Now, I don't know if that would 
increased noise pollution, and that's one of the concerns of the residents of Westfield. It's, it's listen, it's already noisy around around mm-hmm. barns anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of the people that live in that area, because I've seen this on the Westfield Community Forum, and if you're going to characterize an entire town of people, their local forum is the place to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have seen post after post, anytime these uh, fighter jets do uh, you know, exercises, that's the sounds of freedom flying above your head. Oh, my God. Which is also the sounds of $35 billion being <laughs> wasted on fuel. I never mind the sound of airplanes. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm in the flight path at Bradley, where I live now and where I lived for the last two years, and it doesn't bother well, me. I, I mean, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. If, so. you've, if you've moved next to, you know, to Barnes or Westover, mm-hmm. you, you know there's an Air Force base in your right. backyard. Yeah. You sure. know that. But if... You know, if you're just stepping you know, over there for the very first time in your life and you hear the kind of activity that's going on over mm-hmm. there, yeah, I suppose it would be distracting. But the people who live in that neighborhood are kind of used to it by yeah. now. Yeah, you know, it is one of those things that uh, you do. You wouldn't buy a house. Sometimes you can't help it. Obviously, some people can't help where they live. Like you're going to, you know, if, you're, if it's the only place available. But most of those people who have bought homes in that area know that, okay, well, this is part of the deal. Uh, we're going to hear this noise, mm-hmm. you know, all hours of the day and night. Right. They usually tell you when they're doing that, though. They're like, hey, uh, we're going to start at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to be done by 10, and then we're going to come back out at 3 in the afternoon. It's like morning and afternoon drive time for the uh, fly time. For yeah. the, uh, <laughs> no, they do. I mean, they are pretty good at letting people know when there's going to be additional activities or yeah. training, you know, training exercises or whatever. We go from the Jets in Westfield to the Westfield River Intercept Sewer Relocation Project. So Bax is not the only one getting rid of waste. They need my uh, my rhino uh, turd trapper, or I can, I, can, I can bring it over there. You could volunteer in Agawam a new route for a major sewer line. will be more efficient and less costly for taxpayers. In a unanimous vote this week, the town council in Agawam approving almost $700,000 for that sewer relocation, the Reed Street Embankment Project, the previous design would have cost taxpayers $2.5 million. So this is considered to be quite a savings for the new Westfield River Intercept Sewer Relocation Project. A man from Springfield being sought by police. He's on the run after a shooting in Bennington. Police say he's considered to be armed and dangerous. Patrick Mullenix of Springfield, Vermont was found dead in a Bennington, Vermont apartment on Wednesday morning. They think 28-year-old Springfield resident Raul Cardona is to blame. He should be considered armed and dangerous, and they believe he may have fled Vermont and come back to Massachusetts. There are pictures of him on the websites. If you want to go check that out. An iconic tree in Amherst could be going bye-bye. The Merry Maple. Not the Merry Maple! Hmm. It's been a part of holiday traditions in Amherst for decades, but it could soon be cut down. The Merry Maple is lit to start off the holiday season. So am I. Yeah. Now, if you walk past it in the North Common, you'll notice a sign saying it could be removed. That's because they're planning to redesign the whole area. Now, I love this part. There's a, quote, public shade hearing scheduled for Tuesday, August 9th, mm-hmm. to discuss the removal of the Mary Maple, which would take place at 5 p.m. that night. 
All right, so this is a fairly large tree, if I'm, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly. It's not like you could just, uh, you know, transplant it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of tree-hugging people up in Amherst that love their trees and don't like to see them uh, cut down for any, for any purpose. But what is going in its place? Uh, a read. A redesign of the the downtown area there. A redesign. Yeah, it doesn't say what. And there's there's absolutely no way they can work around this tree. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's a nuisance. Uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful tree. Maybe it's dying. Uh, well, you know, if it were diseased, maybe that would be mono. Maybe. I mean, if it were a diseased tree, that would be one thing. But it's a it's a healthy, healthy tree. Mm-hmm. Well, I maybe don't know. you should get involved in the public shade hearing. Yeah, Bex. no. I, I listen. I've got a very busy schedule. You could get involved on Zoom. They've no, got that on Zoom as well. No, no. Get rid of that tree. I can use some firewood this year. There you go. Uh, you see the lightning strike near the White House yesterday? I did not. Four people in critical condition. It happened about 7 p.m. Northwest D.C. There were emergency vehicles parked on Pennsylvania Avenue, right outside the White House's north fence. Severe weather in the D.C. area last night. And those four people in the hospital, as we speak. Did it strike? Uh, did it strike the spire on top of the White House? And then, uh, and then uh, uh, Kamala Harris was like, uh, "It's alive! It's alive!" And then Joe Biden rises up from the thing and uh, says a few more things, and then goes back to sleep. Could have. Well, see, because I heard that uh, Joe Biden's brain has been removed and uh, replaced. It was supposed to be like Hans, Hans Delbruck's uh, genius brain, but it was uh, replaced with another one, uh, Abby something. Abby something? Abby what? Um, Abby normal. You put an abnormal brain! <laughs> uh, and and may, who knows, maybe it's not actually Biden in the White House. It's kind of like that movie Dave, where Kevin Klein oh, yeah, had, forgot a, him. had a look-alike. I forgot about you that movie because it wasn't good. You <laughs> must have loved that movie because it was dead Dave. I I did love that and movie. And I bet you you used clips from that movie on your radio show back in the 90s when Not it came once. out. Not once. Not once? Not once. But I did love the movie. Yeah. And, and I loved it. And I would have loved it if the name was Steve instead no, of Dave. I don't know. It's I think it's had your I, name I, on it's it. It's a great script and a great acting I, job by I, everybody involved. I know my uh, favorite movie was uh, I Know My First Name is Steven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see where you would like something like that. Yes, and that was based on a true story. Well, because I always wanted to be abducted from my family. <laughs> for years. And you know what? Up for the information I got this week, I should have been abducted from my family. <laughs> I would have been raised by somebody else who cared. Maybe loved me a little too much, but still cared nonetheless. And, and you wouldn't have gotten mono. Well, monkey pox, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 743 with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this coming up next on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Easy tub and shower in Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 and Aerosmith. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hot, hazy, humid, and uh, mostly cloudy with some rain showers and severe thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 92. It's 74 right now in downtown Springfield. Just got a uh, message from a, uh, a, uh, a listener who said that the Merry Maple in Amherst mm-hmm. is diseased loaded with rot it needs to come down it's not a healthy tree okay. so for those of you who want to hug that tree till the end of time oh good luck that's a different story yeah exactly so it 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 needs to come down it's unfortunate but it happens 
That's it. You know, when one, one, when a tree starts to go, it's just going to fall apart and maybe injure somebody. So it's time to put that thing to rest. Well, somebody's going to try and save it up there in the tree-hugging area of Western Mass that we know and love. Mm-hmm. I think probably with that, what was it called again? The, the sh- Merry Maple. No, no, the... Uh, the big hearing that they have going on up there. Uh, the shade hearing. Yes, the shade hearing. Yeah. I could see something happening as the result of that coming up on Tuesday night. 751 with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Western Mass News running a story. About water being discovered in gas tanks in Chicopee. Kevin Wright, the owner of KLM Auto Repair in Chicopee, talking about it. It's hard to diagnose, so you have to basically pull a fuel sample and check for water. It's a costly repair. So you got to drain the gas tank or drop the gas tank. And where are the problems occurring, according to Wright? Most of the time you see it at like a, a cheaper, kind of a low, like a no-name place. And here's a tip. If you see a fuel tanker at a gas station, don't buy gas at that time because it it stirs up everything in the tank. Kevin Wright from KLM Auto Repair in Chicopee. Is that to stand for clam? I think isn't KLM also, isn't it like an airline or a... Russian hockey team or uh, both? Yeah, something like that, yes. Yeah. Still sounds like a reputable guy there, so I don't know. Guess you believe him. I, I've never had water in a gas tank before, so I don't know. Clip number two from Brad Pitt. Steve talked about Bullet Train opening up this weekend. Here's Pitt talking about the filming of that movie. Truthfully, it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. It was in the, the middle of the, the lockdown. It was great just to get around, be around people and make something again at that time. And this thing just was a, a laugh, and it's done just what we wanted to do. Brad Pitt, by the way, who's never had mono. and it Are looks, you sure about that? Eh, I'm pretty sure. I looked at a list of celebrities with mono, and he wasn't on it, but I don't know. Could have missed it, I suppose. And I was saying uh, I think the trailers look good, look funny. To hell with HIPAA law. Mm. No one, he and his uh, medical privacy mm. mean nothing to anybody on this show. Right. Uh, 83% of audiences love Bullet Train. Only 54% of critics, according to RottenTomatoes.com. What was the problem with that other, what, 17%? I guess. They got a real problem, that movie. But the other movie that Steve mentioned during Hollywood Trash, Bodies, 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 with Pete Davidson, right? Mm-hmm. 91% approval from critics. There you go. 86% approval from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes. That's so maybe good. that's your pick this weekend. Who knows? Yes? No? Anyone? How come the critics don't necessarily match up with the opinions of the moviegoers? It it, it, it varies from movie to movie. Uh, my theory on that is for a thing like Bullet Train, fans don't possess the intellect that uh, critics possess. And so... And, and and that's and by the I way, I wouldn't even. I I think that's a little far fetched. I, I I I was going to say. Yeah. I think that's a good thing that yeah. they don't possess the intellect that a lot of critics. Do. I actually find that the critics are the ones who are stupid. Mm, could be the actual fans, like on this show, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People criticizing this show, they're stupid. Yeah, people I, listening and like it. I, I have a great deal of respect for that. I loved people. Weekend at Bernie's too. Mm-hmm. I don't care what those. That was the best said. one. It right? was. That was definitely the best mm-hmm. one. I mean, if you look at some of the other top releases from this summer and spring, Top Gun, the new remake with Maverick and Tom Cruise and everything, 96% 
from critics and 99% from audiences. See, so when a movie's a good, good yeah. yeah, when good it's numbers. good, it's good, right? Hey, I may have the solution to Steve's problem with classic rock here on Rock 102. You turn it into a reggae song. Oh, I was going to say turn it off. Yeah. But, uh, that was the next thing That was do. the next one. It's a musician named Andy <laughs> Reffelt who took Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot and turned it into a reggae jam. What do you think, Steve? You buying in on that? You know, I, 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 you mischaracterize my opinion about what, how I feel about the music on the radio station. Okay. It's not that I don't like the artist that we play. Mm-hmm. We just play one song from the same artist multiple times over the course of a day. Mm-hmm. And it does change from week to week, but it's still the same five songs. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with these people as artists. They're obviously much more talented than I am and make a hell of a lot more money than I do. But uh, it's more about the criticism of the radio industry and how we do this around here. Mm-hmm. You seem to think that I have some other problem with it. I stand corrected. Ladies, please. No, let's, I'm let's, just... Uh, I'm not, come I'm on not, now, come on. Listen, I'm irritable right now, and you're not making it any better. <laughs> Dude's got mono for yeah, crying out. He's, for he's God's running sakes. A, he's uh, like on a half a tank right now. <laughs> All right. There you go. God. This doesn't make me want to smoke a blunt or anything like that. Not helping, huh? No. All right, for anybody. Maybe that's not the solution. It's 7.56. we got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, there's nothing I like more than a set of rare and valuable sports collectibles. Are you kidding me? From my Rick Burleson oven mitts to my Rick Roby fruit juicer to my oil can Boyd bed sheets, I'm crazy about that stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff, too. But if there's one thing that I don't have, it would be the holy grail of all sports collectibles, and that would be a rare T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, the rarest and most valuable sports collectible that there is. And while I do not own a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, you might wonder why. Because there are only 60 of them in the entire world, and I happen to be a few million dollars short. Yesterday, during a private sale, a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card was sold for an alleged alleged $7.25 million. Now, I don't make that during an entire year, and I'm going to assume that neither do you. However, at least one guy out there does, and now he owns a T206 all for himself, despite the fact that last year, a different T206 was sold at auction for $6.6 million. That's a difference of $650,000. Now, I would also like to point out that simultaneously, there's currently a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card that's being sold at auction, in which the top bid right now is listed at $7.08 million. And with three weeks left to go before the auction closes, it is expected to fetch a top bid of at least $10 million. Now, let's take a moment to consider this. If you were to buy a baseball card, a T206, for example, and you came home to show your wife what you just bought, and she asked you how much it cost, 
approximately how long would it take for you to be allowed back in the house? I have never been in that kind of position, but I would assume the locks would be changed before I had a chance to blurt out, but honey, you don't understand. You see, the problem is you just spent a fortune on a baseball card of a guy who's not only been dead for 67 years, he hasn't picked up a baseball since 1917, 105 years ago. So my advice to you is this. You better strap on the protective headgear before you think of bringing something like that into the house because it's just not going to end well. But hey, the Vamai Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are times when you kind of sort of know what you need, but you don't exactly know what it's called. You need to see Lindsay at the Ludlow Rockies. Lindsay is a whiz at web searching and finding out exactly what you need, especially on the Rockies Hardware website. Good people, rock solid service like Lindsay at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Eric Clapton. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. Going to be hot again today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, with high temperatures in the 90s and a chance of rain pretty much all of those days at 30 to 40%. Uh, next week, it'll be a, a best of back Stephen Dave on, uh, on Rock 102. And you may wonder, well, how is that possible? How is that possible? No, it's, uh, it is possible. And the whole week is jammed with laughs. Jammed. Yeah. We're actually just running old reruns of the TV show Cheers instead. That's where it's. That, the laughs are coming from. Well, you know what? That was a classic show. Who mm. wouldn't uh, Who wouldn't appreciate something like that? I don't know. Hey, you know where I went yesterday? Where'd you go? The Hampshire Mall. What were you looking for? Loneliness? Were, Tum- you, look- were you looking to get away from it all? No, tumbleweed. I need to be away from people. Was there AC in there? No, my uh, my kid wanted, and her friend wanted to go uh, roller skating up at uh, Interskate 91 North, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, that we're that, that they called it North and South until like the other day. Uh, I just knew it was Interstate ninety one. I, I think I know. did know that. Yeah. Well, their website is a little convoluted because they said they were open at noon, and then we get there at like three forty, and they're like, "We close in twenty minutes." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, whatever." The website also yeah. suggests that uh, that skating is fun, and I have yet to find that to be true. I can't skate. I don't know how to skate. I don't. I, I would have just you been skate. S- I can skate. Um, and rollerblade. Yeah, yep. I, I can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, uh, so I, I take them up there, and then of course, you know, we can't do that. So we went over to that. Uh, oh, I, I just, I just spent. I said, you know what? I feel like spending uh, double the money I would have spent on roller skating. Let's go to Pins, um, which is right next door. Is it Pins? I think it's called Pins. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's the video game slash bowling alley slash bar slash whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. It's like Dave and Buster's. Uh, wanna be cousin, you know? Like I want to be as good as Dave and Buster. Someday, right? It's like an arcade gonna... studying to be a, a Dave and Buster. Yeah. So we uh we we went in there and uh, you know they they played around, but then we I said, hey, you guys, are you hungry? Do you want to get something to eat? Now I'm not eating very much as of late because of mono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a 43 year old man has mono. Anyway, I'm not eating much, so I'm like, yeah, you know, look around and see. What the wonderful, uh, diverse food court of the Hampshire Mall has. What what it has left. Now they have uh, they have this one uh, thing that's there. It's like a, it's not Jamba Juice, but it's it's one of them like juice, mm-hmm. you know, juicing places. Okay, you can get fresh smoothies and stuff like that, which seemingly was just being used as a walkthrough for the people standing in line for the movie theater. <laughs> it's just to like kind of get around that. 
And then uh, then they have a Subway. They, there's this Arizona Pizza Company, which is like its own little restaurant. Okay, yeah. And then they have a Subway and a grilled, a gourmet grilled cheese stand. Nothing wrong with that. No. Well, I was like, all right, well, there's nobody over there, and I'm sure we'd probably get a grilled cheese very quickly. Well, you know how I am about grilled cheese. Yeah. Uh, I know you are about grilled cheese. Not not the same kind. <laughs> so uh, we go up to, and, and then, like, you know, the kids, yeah, the kids like pizza and pasta. They don't really, mm-hmm. and but it, it, it was a little too complicated, I think, the menu, because it had, like, all these gourmet things on it that a kid wouldn't, like, normally. I said, we can just get grilled cheese. Who don't want grilled cheese. Okay, fine. We won't get grilled cheese. But the look of the face on the man standing behind that cash register is like, ooh, ooh, Dad, we got a customer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first sandwich we'll make all week. They told us people would come eventually here to the Hampshire Mall. Go get your grid- go get your spatula on. And get that apron on. You and your family saved the mall. No, we didn't because then I'm like, eh, all right, no, sorry. And as I walk away, it was almost like it was like, Walking away from a, like a sad panhandler, like you didn't have enough money to give him at the corner. <laughs> and uh, But it, it looked good. I'm not saying it's not good. It's just, it just seems so desolate up there. It just seems like, it's just this like empty building of, it could be a place to be, but it's not. Like it does have like, it's a nice area up there. It's not like a dirty rundown mall the last time i was in that mall was uh was to go to the movie theater yeah and this was it would have been seven years ago maybe maybe eight yeah yeah Yeah. like seven years ago and we went to go uh to to see a movie and uh and i brought the kids and i noticed that everything in the mall was without people without movement, without anything yeah. else going on. And to know that that place is still operating as a functioning mall yeah. seems bizarre to me. It does. Because don't malls, doesn't retail hinge on the concept of there being an occasional monetary exchange between a retailer and customers? Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for the grilled cheese guy because the grilled cheese guy was like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, fine, this is the way it normally works in like a like a busy food court. Right. Yeah, people can choose what they want, and I'm sure you'd get a share of that business. But when you only have four people, <laughs> like in the entire mall, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not going to be able to buy your product today. Uh, one thing they do have in the Hampshire Mall, and I'm looking on the directory right now, I've never been, is one of those escape rooms. I've never been to an escape room before. This is yes. all in yeah. adventures. That's, that's just a way to keep you in the Hampshire Mall longer than you necessarily need to be. Have I you ever done an escape room? I've never done one before. Yeah, no, I've done it. It's fun. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, do, I did one in, um, God, I think it was a Windsor Locks or something like that. Okay. It, it was fun with the kids. Yeah. But, you know, so like, occasionally, we actually, not occasionally, fairly regularly, we'll go to like Mykonos at the, uh, the Eastfield Mall. Yeah. And not that long ago, there was a bakery in that food court. And the thing about the bakery, which I always thought was kind of strange, is anytime I walked past the bakery, they never had more than, say, like two or three cupcakes in a case. And that's all they had. Nobody was baking anything. They were That's just what they had. They yeah. just had the cupcakes. And I just thought, what a sad, sad way when at the end of the day, no one has bought the cupcakes mm. that you had on display, all two of them. It's like, what a... What a, a 
What a depressing yeah. thing that had to have been. Yeah, uh, you know, that's why a lot of those places like Starbucks and stuff have the fake food. Because right. they know that uh, what if we don't sell one of these today? Uh, and that stuff's preserved. That stuff has a lot of preservatives in it. You're talking about fresh baked goods, right? Well, they were baked goods. I don't know how fresh those two, those well, two that's muffins what I mean, but, may have but, been. But they were supposedly made there, right? Allegedly. Yes. But I'm talking like a place like a Starbucks, the stuff is all prepackaged. But they still don't put it out because it's going to get stale. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I honestly don't know how that place stays open. Kim, if you're... If you're looking to get away from like society, I mean, that's a great place to go. If you were if you were looking to isolate, say like in the throes of COVID, yeah, the Hampshire Mall would have been a perfectly safe place to go. Well, malls in general are, I think, under the gun these days. There's a great website you can go on and see all the malls that have died in the last twenty or thirty years. Oh, I know. And what's happened to them? Because mm-hmm. normally they just let them go. And so nature takes over. There's animals living in there. There's yeah, ve- that's, ve- vegetation. That and- was what they were saying about the one out in uh, in Pittsfield, that yeah. Berkshire Mall. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like this this big empty building. There's yeah. nothing in there. Even the, I think the, the 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 anchor store is gone now. When when we were kids, there was the uh, we would go to the Swansea Mall all mm-hmm. the time in uh, in Swansea, Mass, right next door to Rehoboth, and this was the place we would hang out like all the time. Yeah, you know, we would go there every. Every Friday, because every kid in high school was hanging out at the mall. That's what you did. It's the only thing you could do. There's nothing else to do to, to do in that town. Well, now that's a that's a ghost mall. That like it's it's been shut down for a yeah. while. Nothing going on. There's other retail around that area, but the, you know the mall's just taking up a hell of a lot of space at this point. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. I mean, yeah. that's you know to me that's you know the mall was a big part of my youth. Yeah, you know that was uh, the coming of age thing. Like that was the place to be. Yep, you go to the mall. I remember there's a, I don't even know what happened to this. The Rockaway Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey. When I was a kid, had a, uh, we're gonna bury a time capsule here, and they had the plaque on it. Uh, we're gonna open, and it was should have been like within the last twenty years that they opened it because yeah. it would have been like the twenty fifth anniversary of the mall or something when it when it had opened. Uh, I'm always wondering if my drawing is still in that time capsule, they, they or probably, if that time they, capsule ever got cracked. And they probably thought the mall would be there forever. Did but, you ever? Have you? Were you ever part of a time capsule? Have you ever submitted anything? No, n- never part of one. I think I did one in my backyard in Bennington, Vermont, when I was a kid. I have to yeah. go back and I ask, ask whoever lives there now if I could go dig it up. Yeah, we actually we did. <laughs> I'm sure there are all kinds of homeowners that would love to talk <laughs> to somebody walking up their front door with yep. a shovel. Yep. We uh, we did that in my old house. My late wife, when they, they had dug up the backyard to fix a water line, and uh, she put a bunch of stuff in like a like a Tupperware container and uh, buried it in the backyard before the guy put the dirt back over it. Huh. Yeah. Put in like newspaper clippings and things like that. But I, I want to see what was inside the time mm-hmm. capsule. That'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah. There was another one for the town that I lived in in New Jersey, and uh, I don't ever remember that being open, too. That was uh, like the 75th anniversary of the town. My guess is a time capsule outside a mall, whatever, like a pair of like parachute pants and yeah. skin, skinny leather ties from like Chess King. Some Zubaz. Some Zubaz. Maybe yeah. some uh, some coupons for a free Orange Julius. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would expect that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which are no longer redeemable because I don't believe those places are anywhere close to being open anywhere in the world. I wonder how many time capsules are buried around that people forgot about. Remember when they did the one, the building in Boston, and they renovated the whole thing, and then they found the cornerstone had this Paul Revere. It was like a t- 
time capsule yeah. from the time Paul Revere was around. And I'm like, you forgot about this? Like, you, you would think that, like, hey, by the way, let everybody know that we buried this time capsule in the corner of that stone oh, yeah. over there. The problem is with the most time capsules, they just get buried, you know, in a dumpster somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, just you get never thrown know. away. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea where the one in Bennington, Vermont is. So if I went there with a shovel to my old house, I'd have to dig up the whole yard to find out where yeah. the hell I buried or, it. Or, you know, like dig up like random backyard yeah. and see what happens All to right. you. Yeah. You should, you should uh, do that you this do, weekend. You should definitely do that. It's yeah. kind of like when you sent me in for a robbery that I was supposed to uh, yes. execute earlier which you, this Which you week. never did. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't believe it. I don't take all your advice. It's too bad, because I, th- I thought that was a good suggestion. Mm-hmm. It's 822. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's just a rock and roll, yeah. ACDC on Rock 102 with back, Steve and Dave, a song not to play with your dog in the car. I don't see why not. I think my dog would appreciate something like that. Okay. I thought it was back in black. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Bla- or, you know, like, uh, you know, for those about to rock, mm-hmm. and then you got the uh, the cannons going off at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, my dog would love that. I, most dogs wouldn't. They'd need that uh, thunder blanket to feel safe while Yeah, that little, that little zip-up jacket mm-hmm. that goes, yeah, well, maybe. But my dog can handle it. Wally likes Ann Murray. Hmm. He doesn't listen to Ann Murray. He expects experiences Anne Murray. Hmm. I think that's true of every species on, Loves that uh, on, on the earth. Snowbird. Yeah, Snowbird's a beautiful favorite yeah, one. That's yeah, that's a good one. That was the best of all her hits. Uh, I'm trying to think of right. uh, one or two more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, we have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It'll be hot and humid again today. Heat advisor remains in effect until 8 o'clock this evening with feel-like temperatures ascending. 833. We're back, Steve and Dave in Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. While we battle the oppressive summer heat, the Farmer's Almanac is already making its predictions for the coming winter. Earlier this week, the Almanac released a winter forecast that projects, wait for it, cold weather and frigid temperatures. And it's going to send us hibernating according to the Farmer's Almanac. Interesting, because you, you wouldn't expect cold temperatures during the winter. I know. And I didn't realize this, but the Farmer's Almanac has a competitor called the Old Farmer's Almanac, and they wait, the Old Farmer's Almanac, waits until August 30th to release its winter forecast. Now, which one came first? I don't know. AccuWeather waits until September to make its winter forecasts. The Weather Channel waits till November as does the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. All right. Now well, there you go. It's going to there's a chance it may be cold during the winter time. Un, un, unheard of. Yeah, hopefully it's going to take a little time for the winter to get here. It's also going to take some time maybe for the gambling bill to actually reach casinos and other outlets here in Massachusetts. That's according to some of the experts who are chiming in. We have to wait for Governor Charlie Baker's signature on the bill. And then you also have to wait for some of the gambling entities to chime in. And then you got to wait for them to iron out issues regarding cybersecurity, money laundering, and maybe most importantly, the protection of pro and college players over potential gambling involving them. And we talked to State Senator John Velas earlier in the week, and he's got that commission that he's putting together to make sure that local restaurants and bars could also take part in this, as well as casinos that have gambling ventures like MGM. They already have those 
gambling programs in place for the casinos and the lottery. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus, you got the FanDuel and DraftKings, too. Yeah. Those, uh, those platforms are ready to rip. So some experts think that we'll be able to start gambling in time for football season. And, of course, it began last night with the first preseason game, and then college football is right around the corner. Uh, but other experts are saying, nah, it's probably going to take longer than that for it to become a reality. I don't like uh, complicated betting anyway. You like uh, you like, uh, like, a, like a simple who wins, who loses thing? I, uh, when I went out to Vegas back in, like, 2018, and I walked into that casino it was like there was like all these screens everywhere, and you could bet like you could bet how many pitches uh, this yep. guy was going to pitch in a game. Mm-hmm. You could you could bet you could bet all these different weird prop bets too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that what this is going to become? Like just this betting on all sports and all different ways to bet on sports? Yeah, of course. Or is it just covering spreads and things like that? No, I think it covers all all the the uh, you know like the potential prop bets and all that other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not fun to me when I have to think about it. I want to be an idiot and just lose my money right away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about it and go, "Oh yeah, I'm almost going to win" and well, then not win. I know you do like uh you do like fantasy football, right? Yeah. See, I'm, I I did it once. And because, you know, you have some sort of there's something on the line. You know, I found myself almost, you know, like too immersed in stats that I wouldn't normally have cared about. Right. And it, it wasn't fun for me. It was like it, it, it like it, it spent way too much time in my head. So I never did it again after that. Well, and, for- and I didn't win anything. But it's like, you know, I, you know, to me, I just I got too wrapped up in stuff that I shouldn't have mattered. To me. Well, for me, it's an excuse to pay closer attention to the NFL season, and so I'm I'm even more invested now, and so I don't feel as guilty. Like, geez, I missed a, a whole bunch of games, but now I am focused on it, so I pay attention where I wouldn't have normally. See, my deal is I'd rather watch the game, mm-hmm. eat snacks, and enjoy myself rather than feel like there's something important on the line here. You can do that too, Bax. Yeah. You can have both. You yeah. can have your cake and eat it yeah. too. To me, it's 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 one or the other. That, right. That's me. I mean, I realize it's you know it's a wildly popular thing. It's it's just not my it's just not my deal. Mm. I can appreciate not, those who are into it, but I'm not uh, I'm not your guy. It's not your cup of tea. No, I'd rather have a cup of tea. There was a rollover crash on Sumner Ave in Springfield overnight. There's a picture of it at WesternMassNews.com. Looks like the car, which I think Steve identified last hour. What was it again? Uh, you said you used to, used to have one, and it's landed on its roof right in the middle of the grass median in front of Rose Nail Salon and the Cricket Store on Sumner Avenue. There were two cars involved. I don't see any evidence of the other one, and people from both cars were taken to the hospital. No word on the seriousness of the injuries, but from the crash, it looks like it could be pretty serious. Yeah, it looks. Uh, it, I, I would not want to be in that position. Uh, the crash on Sumner Ave happening overnight around twelve thirty this morning. Mm. A Springfield man is being sought by police in connection with a shooting in Bennington, Vermont. Raul Cardona, who's twenty eight and from Springfield, may have committed the atrocity in Springfield, Vermont, and then fled back to Massachusetts. He's still being sought. Patrick Mullenix of Springfield, Vermont, was found dead in an apartment earlier this week. Hello. 
just are we uh what are we uh, where are we <laughs> what are we to, doing here trying to pick where to go next yeah. guys. i thought you were like uh you pulled up a blanket to take a nap <laughs> uh no i think i've i hmm. yeah, let's go oh i know oh. so i talked a couple of hours ago about how the fact that Fodor's travel has organized a list of the best excursions you can take for summer vacations, and one of them was to go see a Red Sox game and stay at the Red Sox official hotel, the Hotel Commonwealth in downtown Boston. Right. Another one that's right here in New England, and by the way, this is from thousands of potential destinations. Two spots in New England made the list for Fodor's. One of them in Kennebunkport, Maine, where you can go forest bathing, Apparently, what, what is what is that? Shirin yoku is the Japanese art of taking a forest bath. So apparently, it's on the tree-lined grounds of Hidden Pond, which is a resort in Kenny Bunkport. And the practice of forest bathing is supposed to consist of spending time enjoying nature with all five of your senses. And it's been known to promote relaxation, to lower your blood pressure and your stress hormones, and generally boost your mood. Forest bathing? Anyone? Bueller? Yeah, no, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think if I'm gonna bathe, I'm gonna bathe in a tub. Hmm. That sounds a little less buggy. Do you me. actually bathe in tubs anymore? My my stepfather, Captain Matt, does that, and I I'm just like I've I've never I haven't done that since I was like ten. Take I, a shower. I yeah, I normally take a shower, but you know, and uh, there are times when uh, yeah, sometimes t- a bath just uh, just is what uh, what what is necessary. Hey, candles, bath bombs, uh, all those things. Yeah. Sometimes you got to soak yourself. You can't just uh, rot wash it off with a shower. Yeah, there's something very relaxing about soaking in a tub. I don't get it. You don't? Nope. I don't get it. Hey, you can buy a new house in Indianapolis that's been renovated. It used to be an old high school gymnasium. People turned it into a house. And it still has the gymnasium on one half and then the living quarters on the other half. Guess guess which half of the house I'd never go to. It's listed for $299,000. That's not a bad price. No, actually, that's a a pretty good price for any house. I always wondered that. Uh, I mean, you see apartments turned into, like schools turned into apartments and stuff. Yeah. That one in West Springfield has been apartments for many, many years. The the old schoolhouse, like up on Route 20. It's not the old schoolhouse, like an old school complex. Those are all apartments in there. That'd be kind of neat. Well, it's like uh, it's like yeah, Paul Kozeb you know, bought that old church, yeah, in Hadley, and uh, converted into his office space. He's creating spirits among the spirits. You see what I did there? I understand exactly uh-huh. what you're getting at. And, yes, and since I moved back to this area, I've lived in nothing but converted spaces like that. So I was at. But we'll the, never know where. No, I'll tell you right now. I was uh, living, as you know, in Enfield at the rug factory. Hmm. Uh. And now I'm living at a converted tinsel factory in Windsor Locks. Ooh. I find tinsel, tinsel distracting. Yeah, I find tinsel very distracting. I do too. I hated it as a kid, and I hate it now. It always gets stuck in stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess there were applications for both Christmas tree ornamentation and also tinsel was used for other purposes as well back in the day. And so this particular place was a flourishing tinsel factory when it was built in 1871, and then it was added on to in 1920 and then at some point the call for tinsel wasn't as much as it used to be you know i i know that you would never give the exact address but for anybody that uh, may have had uh, family 
uh, you know, many, many years ago working mm-hmm. at the tinsel factory. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be that hard to do a little Google search to find it exactly where you are. 25 at. Canal Bank Road. Oh, look at it. Whoa. Whoa look what at is this. he doing? What are you, wow. what are you out of your mind? Revealing you, all your personal information. Why don't you look, drop your social security number while you're at it? Look, it's a fantastic building, and people have seen it over and over again. Half of it is red brick, and the other half is white plaster that they added onto in 1920. You can see it right along the Connecticut River. It's a fantastic building. And What's, they do a great job of managing the place as well. Uh, Windsor Locks? Yeah. Check it out. It's great. You know, I, I there, there's all these old buildings that, uh, you know, it's funny how, like, all these things used to be made around here. Mm-hmm. The, I did a wedding years ago down in, uh, in Essex, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It was at the Lace Factory. Now, the entire time leading up to the Lace Factory, I'm thinking... What is this, like a shutdown strip club? Like, that's what it sounds like, a lace yeah. factory. Mm-hmm. No, they used to make lace yeah. in among these buildings. That was uh, that was like one of these things. Well, you ever been in the, uh, the Eastworks building in East Hampton? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before. It used to be the old uh, Stanholm Products building. And uh, you know, they converted all that space to, like, office space. And and I think there's some retail in there. But the, uh, the registry of motor vehicles, I think, was there for a while. Maybe mm-hmm. it might still be. But they had all these loft apartments that were freaking awesome, mm-hmm. really, really cool apartments. If I, you know, if I had the uh, the wherewithal to drive from East Hampton to East Long Meadow every day, I'd consider one of those apartments. Well, I think that's the same building that houses the uh, indoor golf driving range that my buddy owns. Possibly, it's a great building. It's great, yep. and and some of the properties in there are beautiful. <laughs> you know. On the inside of the building where I live, the old tinsel building in Windsor Locks, there's a whole bunch of photographs about how they made the conversion from tinsel factory to apartment dwelling. And one of the designers has a quote up there, and it says, sometimes new ideas need old buildings. Interesting. And it's true. That is very, mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Whoa, one bedroom starting at 2300 a month. What's going on over there? Yeah, what I'm, kind of deal did you get here? You can afford that. Mine is less than that, quite a bit. It depends if you got to, you know, one bedroom on a certain floor, if you're looking at the Connecticut River versus you're looking at the railroad tracks on the other side. Yeah, so. this place is paying you to stay there. Right, exactly. Which one are you looking at, the railroad tracks? I wish. 846 mm. with Bax, mm. Steve, and Dave. He is moving on up to the east, uh, the Windsor Lock side. side. Further away from the radio station, too, I might add. My commute's a little longer, but hey, it is what it is. Coming up in just a few minutes, a guy pulling a gun on a delivery driver over in the Albany, New York area. And he didn't even order the pizza. We'll get to that coming up on Rock 102. Having a hankering for some local pub food? Mosey on down to the Whiskey Barrel in Springfield's Classic Rock. It's back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be hot, hazy, and humid today. Uh, chances of some severe thunderstorms of the high of 92. It is already 77 in downtown Springfield. It got a little hot in one town in upstate New York just to the west of us, Saugertees, which is part of the Capital District. Apparently, Saturday night, a Domino's driver knocked on the door of one Ralph Carpino to deliver a pizza, and he got a loaded Glock right in his face. I've had a Glock in my face before. <laughs> I bet you did. That's oh, how you yeah. got the mono. That's right. <laughs> the Domino's driver left the property, called 911. Police showed up, and Ralph told him, yeah, I pulled the gun because I never ordered a pizza. Turned out somebody else in his family had ordered a pizza. And sent it to his address? No, right there at his house. Unbeknownst to him, apparently. Oh, I, 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 I got you. Apparently he doesn't talk to his family much. 
So the Domino's guy had the right address. They arrested Ralph Carpino for menacing in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, and he's due in court later this month. You know, if uh, if a Domino's pizza guy showed up in my house with a any actually any pizza delivery guy showed up in my house right. and I didn't order that pizza, I'd give him a few bucks and take the pizza. That's what I would do mm-hmm. and say thank you very much for delivering my pizza. Don't yeah, you, I would too. Don't you think I wouldn't turn the guy away? And I certainly wouldn't flash a gun in his face. Not a Guys, Glock. Well, any kind of gun. Maybe a I, Derringer I, or something like that. I I would, not a Rick a, Derringer? Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Uh, I wouldn't flash any weapon. Guy's uh, just doing his job, mm-hmm. just uh, delivering pizzas. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes at night, uh, the idea of a pizza didn't sound too bad to me, mm-hmm. even if I didn't order it. Even if you put your fingers on your own Glock. Well, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Get arrested. You can get arrested for something like that. Depends if you're doing it in public or not. Yes. Keep your Glock to yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. This is uh, more excruciating than the effects of mono. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never had mono before. <laughs> I can't. I, I like. I still can't believe I have this. Uh, this thing at the age of forty-three years yeah. old. Like, and, and even when the guy on the other end of the line tells you. You don't see a whole lot of 43-year-olds with this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something like uh, 15 to 24-year-olds get. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's almost like a childhood disease that suddenly you're getting as a as an adult. Like you got the mumps. Listen, you know, I had I told you this. I had uh, about 8 years ago, I had hand, foot and mouth disease, wow. which is another one of these ch- childlike diseases mm-hmm. that I never had as a child, but only when my children became sick with it. Did I get that disease? Yeah. I'm guessing there are little carriers going on because uh, mm-hmm. I know it's the kissing disease, but the other kisser doesn't have anything uh, thing and never had mono either. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on around I don't here. know. Just don't kiss me. Stay yeah. away. Well, I guess we can suspend that for a few weeks. I yeah. want your mono to play hard to get. That's what I want. You can... Give him a big kiss when you guys come back from vacation. No, I don't think so. Following next week. No, I don't think so. No, they'll still be contagious by then. It's uh, 8.57 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.